Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is an entertainment podcast, and the research we do may come from semi-unreliable sources. Welcome to Research Rebuttal Podcast. It's the podcast where two stubborn friends prove each other wrong. Each week. One of us will be the researcher, and one of us will be the guesser. I'm Rachel Teichman, and this is Paige Dempster. Hello. And today, we're going to learn all about Tide Pods and credit scores. I'll be your researcher today, and Paige will be the guesser. Let's get rebutted. Hey, Paige. Hello? 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 Are you there? These are not the topics that I thought we were doing this week. What topics were you expecting? Cattails. Well, yeah, I had fully expected to do cattails this week, and I was very excited to do so. But then I came across a meme that had a statement, and we'll get to it later, but um, this meme kind of blew my mind and so we're gonna do some financial literacy this episode oh boy all right yeah but i promise it's gonna be much more fun than when we took it in school okay better be like more important than that one tiktok i sent you at the cattails too we will do a cattails episode it's just i thought that this needed to be out in the open okay i'm only a little bit salty i understand Mm mm-hmm But you know what you do when you're covered in salt? Lay on the ground and wait for the sun to sun dry me. But then what do you do with your clothes? Put them in the washing machine? Yeah! Ah. Are Tide Pods bad for the environment? And that's the leading question for this part of the episode. Yeah, oh boy, we're into the critical part already, huh? That's Yeah, that's like the primary question, but the first question is, do you use laundry pods? I do use laundry pods. We have three whole containers of laundry pods downstairs. Do you like using laundry pods? I, compared to like regular laundry detergent, I'm fairly neutral about it. I don't know. I don't really care about like the whole dumping and pouring and, like, laundry detergent smells nice. I get that, like, laundry pods are convenient, but I don't know. I could go either way. Yeah, I personally don't tend to use laundry pods. Um, I think my parents did at one point for a little while. And I think that had something to do with my brother briefly going to college. But I I think that's all it was. And so I'm I'm a detergent person. Uh, I don't buy pods, although I have used them. They are very convenient, but I don't know. I like I like having the control over how much detergent I'm using. Well, 
I mean, especially for people that don't live in the same area as their washing machine, like if you have to go to laundromat or something, it's a lot easier to carry around Tide Pods, for example, than a big old thing, a game detergent. I do that. I have to walk to the laundromat and I, you know what, I really do carry a whole bottle of detergent with me. When I was still in school, the Tide Pods were very useful because I could just like stick them in my pocket, cross my fingers that they don't explode in my pocket. Yeah. And then just haul my laundry to the laundromat. Yeah, I get the appeal. Mm -hmm. Have you ever eaten a Tide Pod? No, because I'm not stupid. But they're nature's gushers. (laughs) They're not nature's gushers. They were manufactured, first of all. They are delicious. Have you eaten a Tide Pod? Okay, to be honest, I have not. But, like, the trend is just iconic. Listen, I get it. They're very, like, plump. And it's like, you just want to, like, squeeze it until it pops. Like, particularly with your teeth. Yeah. (laughs) So you get the appeal. I, I get it. I totally get it. But at the same time... Please have some survival instinct and don't eat the Tide Pod. Sometimes when I go to stores, I still see the relics of like Tide Pods being locked up and on higher shelves. (laughs) You know what they should do? What? They should make like, they should make a detergent pod basically, but put the stuff inside, like make it edible. So <laughs> you can do that. It's like just fill it with like gusher liquid, fruit gushers. So this wasn't gonna be something that we were going to talk about, but like let's let's revisit that in a moment because oh. I have something we can that that I can say to that. Okay. Okay. But first, is regular laundry detergent bad for the environment? Regular laundry detergent. I mean. It probably is. Why do you think so? Because of all the chemicals in it. Yeah, that's basically right. Um, Liquid detergent is bad for the environment. The detergents don't fully biodegrade, and so they end up contaminating the water supply. Oh, no. Is washing your clothes in general bad for the environment? Again, probably. Yes. An additional reason to the detergent and the amount of water you use. Also, synthetic clothing releases microplastics every yeah. single time you wash them. Oh, that's... Like, I feel bad for the footprint I'm leaving, but at the same time, what am I supposed to do? At the same time, baby needs clean clothes. Yeah, at the same time, like, this is how I fight depression. What am I supposed to do? What's wrong with powder detergent? Well, I imagine since they're still a laundry detergent, they must have, like, similar chemicals to, like, the liquid laundry detergent, which still gets into the water. That's part of it, and also the bulk of the powder costs more to transport. Oh, Yeah, and liquid detergent, of course, uses more water, and they're packaged in plastic, which, of course, is terrible. Yeah. And it's hard to measure accurately, and a lot of the time people use way too much compared to the load of laundry that they're doing, and so extra detergent gets released into the environment that just doesn't have to. Yeah. 
How do pods affect the environment? Well, first of all, the plastic that dissolves around the pod, it has to go somewhere. It's probably contributing to the whole microplastic problem. Also, the gusher inside of the pod is still laundry detergent, even if you eat it. So it's also going to get into the water. What's, I mean, sort of, what's the coating actually made of the plastic part? Is this like a fancy chemical that I'm not going to know the name of? Yeah, probably. Oh, hang on. I have an empty gallon of milk next to me. Let me just look at some of the ingredients. I don't think it's going to be... Palmitate. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? It's polyvinyl alcohol, and that makes the coating. Now, this kind of ties back into nature's gushers, where there is this trend that I don't know if you're aware of, where you can basically use this stuff, the polyvinyl alcohol. It's technically non-toxic. Um, oh, okay. And so, like, you can use it in food-grade products, technically. Uh-oh. And so what some people have managed to do is they'll make a coating and they'll fill it with stuff. And so <laughs> it, it really is just like eating a Tide Pod, just, really? just, just yeah. with edible you filling. fill it with caramel. Yeah, you could. You, you could hypothetically fill it with caramel. Fruit gusher liquid. Oh, we can do it. It's just bad for the environment. Yes, because it's not actually plastic, but it breaks down into vinyl acetate, which harms aquatic life and actually causes tumors in rats. Oh, I hope it doesn't cause tumors in humans. Well, I'm not going to go ahead and make any claims here because I really don't know, but it, it can be used as food safe. But we also know that not everything that is deemed safe by the government is actually safe. Mm. So you kind of have to use your own judgment with certain things at times. Would I consume one of nature's gushers with this coating once? Yeah. Would I consume them (laughs) every day? Nah. <laughs> I'm gonna like I'm gonna get a bunch of them and I'm gonna like make my breakfast smoothie and I'm gonna fill them all with breakfast smoothie and I'm just gonna eat like 20 of them for breakfast. You could. And then There's... I'm gonna die of brain cancer. There is nothing stopping you from doing this. Like you could probably you know what? I'm gonna open up Amazon right now and I'm gonna search for polyvinyl alcohol to see if that's something that consumers can just buy here we go you can buy polyvinyl alcohol on amazon now i'm gonna take it down just a little bit and search food grade it does get a little bit harder once you search food grade but you can absolutely buy laboratory grade on amazon i'm gonna make you a wonderful four-course meal. Oh, I found it. Oh, no, it's not the same thing. Go on. Using only these polyvinyl alcohol pods. 
and it's gonna i'm gonna like make you a vegan salisbury steak and i'm gonna like put it in a blender and then i'm gonna pour the goo into <laughs> the pod and it's gonna be in a it's gonna be a gusher I am so excited for this. You know what? If you manage to do this, we're going to do um, a live episode where I eat this gusher. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. All right. Order me the stuff. I'll get to work. All right. Now, in what way are laundry pods di- are indirectly bad for the environment? Sometimes. Hold on. Sometimes police officers are in a high-speed chase because all the burglars stole all the Tide Pods. And so they shoot out the tires and then the car goes into a tree. And then it spills out all the Tide Pods, but the policeman's his brake lines have been cut. And so he can't stop. And so he crashes into the car and it makes the Tide Pods go everywhere. And birds are stupid. So they think they can eat the Tide Pods. And then they can't eat the Tide Pods. They get poisoned. And then it wipes out the local Blue Jay population. How's your day going? <laughs> We could go on for 10 minutes about how chaotic the past 24 hours for have been for me. But basically, my laptop is on life support and I'm trying desperately to save it. I see. Tide pods are indirectly bad for the environment because they typically come in plastic packaging. And as we know, that's terrible. That makes a lot more sense other than whatever the hell I was talking about. I do like what you were talking about, though. I think what hap- what I talked about could be a very real scenario. I agree with you. And now it's time for a word from our sponsors. Do you crave Tide Pods? Do you want to eat those gushers every moment of every day? But you're worried about getting sick? You just can't resist those Tide Pods. So you need... Tide Pod Antidote. Buy some Tide Pod Antidote. That way, you can eat your Tide Pods every day. Be safe with the antidote. Simply twist off the cap, slice it in half, and slide that antidote down your throat. Consume Tide Pods. Brought to you by the American Citrus Council. Hey Paige, welcome back. Hi, are you ready? For what? we're going directly into rapid fire because i said so (laughs) all right guess who didn't prepare themselves to do that type of editing this weekend (laughs) if i have to live in chaos so do you all right (laughs) Okay, so for those of you who were not here last week, this is a new segment we're doing where I'm going to ask Rachel as many questions as I have written down in my notes app as she can answer in one minute. And if you hear this noise, she got it right. And if you hear this noise, she got it wrong. Are you ready to spaghetti? I will be ready to spaghetti, but I'm going to let you know that when I edit, I'm going to use very different sounds than what you used. Why? 
Well, because I have an idea. Okay. Uh, I can't wait to hear that in post. It's going to be barnyard sounds. Why? <laughs> I think it's going to be cows mooing for correct and horses neighing for incorrect. Why? <laughs> Why do you have to do that? Because I want to. Okay. Um, are you ready? I am ready to spaghetti. And at what temperature does popcorn pop? 200, 300, 300. Celsius or Fahrenheit? Fahrenheit. <laughs> are white carrots just parsnips? No. Why isn't fish considered meat? It is. But not according to Catholics. What does LED stand for? Uh, light electric dicks. <laughs> How big is a floppy disk in diameter? Three inches. How much space does a floppy disk hold? A uh, hundred megabytes. When were post-its made? 1922. What's a 100-sided shape called? Decagon. When were zippers invented? Oh! Oh, no, we did this Two, one! Two! One! 1840! Yay! Good job. The big question is, why are credit scores like that? To screw over the hard-working proletariat. Yes. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> yes, that is an answer. Do you have a credit score? I don't. I don't own any credit cards because I can't trust myself. I only own a debit card. Mm. I do own a couple of credit cards. And um. I checked my score before re recording, and it's currently 788. Is That's that's good. That's good. Right? Yes. That's, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Wow. Okay, you, you could buy your home if you wanted to. <laughs> Probably not. Um, they do look at different aspects of your credit score, but um, and other things. So I probably could not buy a home right now because I am but a millennial. <laughs> yeah. What is a credit score? Um, it's a magical little number that tells you how good you are at spending. Basically, but its main utility is to measure how likely it is that someone will pay their debts. Oh, uh, that, that makes sense. Who uses your credit score to make decisions? People at the bank, I'd assume. Like, people that are going to give you a loan. Yeah, um, it's people who it's it's lenders you're right um and landlords can also use your credit score to decide whether they want you to have housing or not um okay. yeah there's a whole bunch of people who who use your credit score to make decisions but yeah it's mostly lenders and some other life rights people true or false checking your credit score lowers it that better not be true i hope it's false yeah, it's mostly false. Okay. So if you do a hard credit check, then the, a hard credit check is basically when an entity such as a credit card company like really looks at your background 
And that ca- that can negatively affect your credit score, which is really stupid. Uh, but it is part of it. But right. when you check your credit score, uh, like through a soft check, like through your bank app or your credit card app, that does not hurt you. Did you know any of this before we started today? Yeah, some of it. Oh, I don't know any of it. This I is know. this is something know. that we learned in school. Maybe in your financial lit class, but my financial lit class was dominated by um, people that I cannot name on a podcast, but very, very like annoying kids that would not let poor Miss or what was her name? I wouldn't use her name, but I know who you're talking about. Poor Mrs. Teacher could not teach, and she basically just put on movies for us that had to do with money, so we would all shut up. We watched a lot of Shark Tank in my class. Oh, we watched that in another... We watched that in my marketing class. Mm. Because I think I had the same teacher that you did for Financial Lit. Yeah, yeah. I believe so. You know, if you looked out the windows in that classroom, you could see the horses on the adjacent property. Oh, really? Yeah. Cute. Yeah, it was pretty great. Played a lot of Animal Crossing in marketing. Got an A in it, though, I will say. Yeah, I got an A in financial literacy, and I spent most of that class playing on BuzzFeed. I got a B in financial literacy. Oh, I just remembered our teacher's name. Yeah. Or my teacher's name. Yeah. Anyway, when were credit scores invented? I am going to say it was whatever year we moved off of the silver standard. So it's kind of a complicated question, but the more modern systems go back to 1956, although there are much older versions. But then really the whole thing that kind of blew my mind and is really the reason for this episode is the FICO credit score system, which is like these days the most commonly used because there are different forms of credit systems. Um, FICO wasn't really a thing until 1989. Oh my god. Yeah. It's that recent. It is, yeah, it is that recent. Like, credit is older than that, but, like, the most modern system is that recent. Wow. I know. So once I heard that, I saw it on a meme. I was like, excuse me? Like, what? Like, is this why our parents were able to buy homes and we can't? Really? Is it is it really that simple? Is it really that it, simple? I mean, it's not that simple, but like, okay, but like, it's it's a contributing factor, I would are say. You kidding it's me? but it's not the only reason. No, that makes me feel some kind of way. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, same, same, and it's only gonna get worse from here when we look at some of the history of oh. credit scores. Oh, I did not want to get mad today anymore, but I think I'm going to. But first, what makes up a credit score? Can you guess the different categories and their percentages? If you pay your bills on time, I think that makes up at least 50% of it. That always seems to be the thing that gets people's like, oh, I paid my thing one day late and it hurt my credit score like a lot. Maintaining your debt, if you have any, or just like, better yet, not having any at all, I think that's 33%. And then... Maybe it... No, I don't want to say that. That's, like, bad even for America. Say it. I was going to say, maybe it puts you into, like, demographic stuff. 
where it's like if you're younger and like more ready to work maybe like you have a better credit score or something than someone is like 65 and withering and probably not going to make that much money anymore and it's like less likely to pay off their debts okay anything else nope that makes up the rest of it <laughs> okay so you kind of have some half truths going on <laughs> let's start with um 35 is based on quote presence or lack of derogatory information such as like you said late payments however and this is really stupid um but credit, they actually want to see you mess up sometimes and then pay it off the next month. So it sounds really counterintuitive. So like if you miss a month on a credit payment, but then pay off the whole thing the next month to them, it seems like you're good for it. Even when things go wrong, you're still going to pay it off. And that can actually help your credit score. Um, no, I don't like that. I don't like it either because then you're dealing with interest. Yeah, and yeah. it gives them more money. Right. Mm. Uh, but but it is true that late payment, like, consistently does definitely hurt your credit score. Okay. That's that definitely true. Know. Yeah. And and part of this 35%, and also um, I should note that these numbers are not uh, perfect. Like, it's it's an estimate because the actual numbers are secret, which sounds really like absurd to me yeah you should know how to help yourself yeah but it's kept top secret exactly what goes into these credit decisions and the exact numbers that's stupid yeah so some other factors in this 35 percent include bankruptcy repossessions foreclosure stuff like that and like they base it on whether you have these derogatory marks or not so if you don't your credit score is going to be better for it. And this is the biggest part of what makes up your credit score, the mm -hmm. largest percentage. Mm -hmm. Then 30% approximately is based on debt burden. What's debt so burden? debt burden is basically like how many types of debts that you have and how much you owe on them. Okay. So having lots of debt burdens, like, multiple car loans, mortgages, um, those sorts of loans. The more you have of that, the less good your score is going to be. Mm -hmm. But it's okay to have some. Like, having some won't hurt you as long as you're paying it. Yeah, I'd I would hope so. Yeah, 15%. And get ready for this one, because this is the one that most consistently harms my personal score which is unbelievably unfair <laughs> is it's based on how long you've had credit lines open. Oh, really? <laughs> really? So if you are 18 years old and you open a credit card and you're really responsible with it and you pay it off and you do everything you're supposed to, your credit score literally can't, your credit score is literally going to go down just because you haven't had it open for that long. You can't start perfect you cannot start perfect that's no yes yeah yeah this is something like to this day is still affecting my credit score just because i'm young and just because i didn't enter the workforce at 20 years old with 25 years of experience <laughs> like like the job listing says it wants i'm gonna have to open up a credit card yeah and, I, and just like lock it in a cabinet so i don't use it 
Well, you in order to build credit, you have to use it. I know, you it. have to use it. Oh, yeah. my God, I don't... Uh, why? Is this, like, just America, or is it, like, other countries, too? Um, this system, I believe, is American. Why does America have to be this way? Oh, it gets worse. <laughs> great, great. Lay it on me. 10% is based on managing different types of credit, such as consumer finance and mortgage. So, like, we talked about that a little bit more in terms of late payments, um, but this is based specifically on how you manage your different debts. Mm. And the final 10% is, and get this, based on hard credit checks. Oh. Oh, no! <laughs> The idea being that if you are using a service that requires a hard check, that means that there must be something wrong. You can't just assume things like that. Like, I applied for a credit card to help out my brother's business. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, they had to run a hard check. And that hurt my credit score. <laughs> And you know what they found out when they did that credit check? That nothing was wrong? Yep. <laughs> they found <laughs> no they found no significant debt. They found no overdrafts. They found nothing of the sort other than my basically perfect record. That's so stupid. Yep. Wow. The whole 10% goes to hard credit checks. So if you're trying to get a mortgage, they're going to do a hard check. No, that's going to hurt your score. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. Now, what were the old credit systems like? Well, better than that, I would certainly hope. Better than it is now. Uh, I don't know maybe just like write a contract and if they don't abide by it you just show up and shoot them in the kneecaps and then leave and give them another month i don't know the old credit systems were racist and subjective oh yeah it's even worse it was so subjective it was basically like instead of somebody walking into a store and asking the owner hey does this person cover their debts and the store owner being like yeah 50 percent of the time they pay it off and well last month they didn't pay it off it's okay because they did this month and also they really like dried cherries and that's how it used to (laughs) no it wasn't like that it used to be like yeah this person pays off their debt and also they like dried cherries um it was basically entirely based on no hard numbers and if word you were and if yeah it was basically word of mouth you can't do that so if so if somebody just didn't like you they, they could, could just they could just tell the credit day. checker they could just tell the credit checker that you're a bad person and you're not going to pay off your debt wow yeah oh, they could just do that no. I mean, at least it's not like that now and just everyone's credit sucks altogether because the magic credit score algorithm says so. I mean, but my like, credit is great. 
well, screw you. We don't have time for you. We're all down here suffering with our 500s and 600s. Go you don't away. even you don't even have a credit score. I'm sure if I had one, it would be like 500 something. Let's be real here. Regardless, I mean, I, I think you are capable of maintaining a credit score. I mean, maybe if I have two cups of coffee every day for the rest of my life. But it's it's really it. it's, it's really just happen. it's literally just pay off your card and don't overspend. That's literally what it comes down to. I think I'm gonna remember to do that every month. Frick no. I'm just gonna let it build up until the IRS is knocking at my door threatening to take away my Nintendo Switch. That does not have to be your future. It doesn't have to be. I just have to make sure to drink two cups of coffee every day for the rest of my life so I remember to do things. Uh, like back up my laptop. Also, back in the day, credit reporters were primarily white men. Oh, great. Just the, the dried cherry on top. Exactly. And people would make statements warning like these credit people to be careful when making large transactions with Jews and yeah and they would also belittle black owned businesses to make them seem like much smaller and like less credit worthy than they were oh yep that's America why the only good thing you've ever made is the American Citrus Council. They should be the ones to do credit scores. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. You heard of American Express, Gary, for American Citrus Council. And, like, if you have good credit scores, they'll give you lemons. What's wrong with credit scores today? I feel like we went over a lot of it. It's like, it gets hurt by a lot of silly little things. That are out of the consumer's control. Yeah, and it basically punishes people with less money than others. So one of the ways that this plays out is people with lower credit scores are often given high down payment requirements as well as higher interest rates. And these two things together only continue to take away even more money. Yeah, Thus, keeping you poor and keeping their interest rates up. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though it's been shown that credit score is not really the best predictor of your level of responsibility. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so they're not a good predictor of risk and they continue to be discriminatory. So that's that for this episode of Research Rebuttal Podcast. <sighs> okay. You can find us on social media, if you've ever heard of it, on Twitter at Research Rebut, and on Instagram and Facebook at Research Rebuttal Podcast. You can email us topic suggestions at researchrebuttalpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, don't actually eat Tide Pods, but like if you make your own edible pods using food-safe ingredients... Please show us. Absolutely. I would love to see that. And tell us what you put in them. Yeah, I really want to see that happen. And um, tell us what your credit score is. So we can use it against you. In the court of law. And uh, American Citrus Council. Um, 
what's up? Doing this dance for a few episodes now. It's about time you send us an email. Yeah, we're waiting for that email. So, uh, what's your credit score, American Citrus Council? Yeah, the American con- Citrus Council. What is your credit score? The conglomerate of American Citrus Council. I don't think that's. I don't think that makes sense. I don't know what that word really means. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. Topic? Topic! Conglomerate oh. Monopolies. See you next week. Bye! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.